So, when was your last checkup? Oh no, not you. Although that's important too, but when was your last vehicle checkup? When it comes to service, nobody knows your Chevy better than your local Chevy dealer. Go to ChevyDriveChicago.com to schedule an appointment today. 720 WGN, thanks for giving us a couple minutes of your time. Thanks for listening and texting and calling. Uh, A person that is on the show every once in a while is a spokesperson for the Illinois Department of Transportation, and that is Maria Constaneda. And she said, this was her quote that she put up, please buckle up, drive sober, pay extra special attention when behind the wheel at all times, remain alert for bicyclists and pedestrians, slow down and put down the phone. And she can probably say that till she's blue in the face, but it doesn't mean that things are going to change. But people are demanding some change because traffic fatalities are up. Dr. Joseph Sweeterman, the professor at DePaul University School of Public Services with us. I was sharing some of the numbers earlier, up by about two and a half percent professor yeah that's right and i think you know we have fatalities are up and unfortunately that comes after even a, a growth a year or two before that so we're moving in the wrong direction that's for sure well it feels like everything well everything literally did change during the pandemic but the roads were open and i just feel that people started driving faster and maybe a little more reckless and and it just hasn't receded at all you know, that's right. I think the numbers are showing it's uh, in the suburbs, people are driving more and they're doing fewer of the commutes. So we find that commuting driving is often safer because you're doing the same thing every day. You're kind of in the work mindset and people are driving more for leisure, a little less in the city, but more in the suburbs. And um, we know those midday trips, people are going a lot faster than a rush hour, and that's put people in harm's way, especially pedestrians and bicyclists. It's been a tough year. Yeah, because during rush hour, nobody's moving fast, but pedestrians are always an issue. That's always been one of my biggest fears in downtown Chicago, because they're not paying attention. They're looking at their phone and sometimes crossing before it's the appropriate time for them to cross or, you know, not getting through the crosswalk in time. And it's uh, it's a point of frustration for a lot of drivers. Yeah, that's an interesting point. We did a study a few years ago on, on traffic laws for bicyclists, and we got so many comments. Uh, motorists are upset at bicyclists thinking the rules don't apply to them. They do whatever they want. And the bicyclists say the same thing about motorists. So it's uh, it's been a powder keg developing here. But I think, you know, in an accident, of course, it's the bicyclist that loses. And uh, it's uh, a whole lot of factors. But Cars are more high performance now. They got you know it's, uh, sensors and rapid braking, and so you can uh, keep yourself a little safer than before. But you hit somebody, you're probably going faster than you might have been 20 years ago, and that's and that's why the numbers are uh, quite you know quite disturbing on, on people getting killed you know on foot. Yeah, I saw you were quoted. You said, while the loss of life from airline factory and warehouse accidents is falling, deaths deaths from car accidents are rising in a disturbing way. So you're saying it's uh, the leisurely drivers that are not your regular run-of-the-mill commute drivers. It's the performance of the cars. It's got to be phones and texting and the technology that we have available to us on a screen in our vehicle. Oh, yeah. No, I, like everybody else, have to say, look, I'm going to take this phone and I'm going to put it in the back seat or I'm going to put it in my briefcase because when I'm going to stop a stoplight or moving slow, I'm not going to check you know, check for emails. And uh, unfortunately, the traffic data, it's hard to know how many of these accidents are due to scrolling or texting. 
because when there's an accident, the police report won't necessarily show that. So we're trying to trying to get a better sense of that. And uh, you know what's good is there's new algorithms, new uh, tools on phones where can sense if you're driving or moving in a vehicle and stop you from using that. Uh, but I have to tell you that post pandemic, people's addiction to those devices. It's probably as strong as ever right now. Exactly. Do you do you see these numbers ever receding, or do you think it's going to just continue to rise because people are going to continue to feel entitled to do what they want behind the wheel? No, I think there's a whole constituency out there that's pushing for this. We made really good progress with drunk driving. If you remember the last couple of decades, we were somewhat tolerant of that, and we still have way too much drunk driving, but not... Uh, it's moving in the right direction in terms of people being smart about that. Uh, also, um, uh, this this year, for example, you only passed a law saying no video conferencing while you're driving. Um, and our tolerance with these accidents has just fallen. We, you know, 30, 40 years ago, uh, there was so much risk in, in society with people in, in harm's way in the workplace and so forth. And so driving is really standing out. And I think, um, uh, as much as I'm not a big fan of speed light cameras and red light cameras, I think there's a lot of pressure to you know to move ahead with that and, and to keep the fines reasonable. So if you get hit with a red light or speeding camera, it's you know it's it's a manageable cost, but it does create quite an incentive. This is Dr. Joseph Sweeterman, the professor at DePaul University School of Public Service. There's been a lot of studies, though, professor, that have shown that those red light cameras are not increasing safety. You know, I've had a couple uh, bad apples. We had some uh, scandal. And I think, you know, the key, uh, in my sense, just to be fair to people, is not set the trigger so low that you're going five or six miles over and get pulled over, but to really use that for the egregious speeding. If you're going 45 or 50 in a 25 zone, um, you know, those kind of... uh, Those kind of risks are just what causes so many accidents. But it does show that people... Uh, unfortunately, it's a really odd thing that our police departments have determined they just can't financially put more cops on the road with those speed guns because it's uh, just a net loss financially by the time they go to court and a lot of the uh, citations get thrown out and there's administrative fees that, you know, it's just uh, it's an unpleasant and unprofitable task <laughs> for a lot of police departments. So enforcement is falling. So we've been on the tri-state. Or I-65, you might say, wow, these tra- these vehicles are going, you know, low 80s. And that's the normal speed of traffic. And that's uh, that's not a good thing if safety is uh, first thing on your mind. Yeah, it's rare. It is rare that anywhere within 30 miles of the city that you see the state police with anybody pulled over for speeding. I'm on the roads a lot. I rarely see it. Do you think the legalization of marijuana has played a part in increased fatalities? You know, that's another uh, hard one to tell, but I do I do know that um, there have been lots of concern that, you know, most of the dispensaries are only accessible via car for people, and so you have consumption <laughs> the minute you leave, uh, to leave the dispensary, and uh, there, too, it can be hard sort of to, to get the data right, although, of course, you have uh, testing for that. Um, you know, but I do think uh, young people who've never been in an accident often just don't realize just how violent these accidents are. So, so many of the accidents are caused by the newest drivers. And uh, we in our state still allow you to carry a friend with you when you have a, 
uh, learning permit. And some states have said, can't do that anymore because there's too big a chance you'll be, you know, partying or driving fast without being aware of just how, how terrible the accidents can be. Two questions. Do you think they'll eventually put limiters on how fast your car can go? And the other one, <laughs> will we see an increase in bike lanes? You know, that's a tough thing for Americans to uh, accept a limiter. And one thing that we're talking about in our field is how fast these electric cars can accelerate. So if you're in a Tesla, you can go zero to 80 in just a few seconds. And uh, that's uh, that's a whole new phenomenon where people can you know, jump out of a jackrabbit start like that. And so for pedestrians, it can be terrifying if somebody's not thinking uh, smart about that. So it's really um, a liberty thing for Americans to not have those kind of uh, governors on the car. But bus companies are doing that now. So you see a Greyhound or even a truck driver, they'll put a speed max on that because they see nothing but liability if you're going over the limit. Well, and I think that's going to be something we're all forced with with our own insurance companies. If we want to pay a lower rate, they're going to offer artificial intelligence to monitor how we're driving. They already do, but I think it's going to become more commonplace. Oh, no no doubt. And, uh, of course, our phones can tell us that, and you can have metrics without some large computer device on your car. And you said something about bike lanes, and I think post-pandemic, we are just seeing huge demand for that. Chicago has been a real success story, of course, with the bike lane program and Mayor Emanuel really made that a priority. And post-pandemic, you know, we're seeing not only more recreational driving, but, you know, kind of practical driving. People are jumping on those Divi bikes, which are now in all 50 wards. A number of suburbs have their own bike share programs now. So, so yeah, retrofitting bikes onto this is, uh, is an exciting thing for a roadway system. And, and it can be done safely, but it takes, uh, it's going to take some uh, traffic calming, you might say, to avoid more uh, more problems. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much. Dr. Joseph Sweeterman, he is a professor at DePaul University School of Public Service. He's been on the show before. I'm sure we'll have him on again. We've got a look at traffic weather, the news. It's all coming up in the sports from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom next on 720 WGN.